Lovejoy, actually. <laughs> Drum roll. Okay, all right. So, we have drinks. We've yeah. got kombucha. Kombucha. Polly's never had kombucha. I've never had kombucha. Can I try a little bit? You can, yes. Yes. Oh, just open it before oh, we cheers. Oh, mind. It's quite well, nice. This isn't ginger, is it? Was yeah, mine's ginger. ginger. Oh, do you know it's what? quite nice if you feel a bit sicky. Ginger just reminds me of throwing up. Polly is not happy Seriously. with ginger. Oh, it's lovely. I've actually not had the ginger one before, it's nice. My mum, passion fruit my mum used to give me ginger biscuits and say, oh, this will stop you feeling sick in the car, did it bollocks? Um, oh. It's all right, though, because we've also got some pino, 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 grisha fizz. I'll have some of that, even though I said I wasn't drinking. <laughs> Yay, would you want to open those, then? Also... Have we talked about this? Tapping the can. Yes. Oh, it's not real, is it? It's not a thing. I don't know why I do no. it. I do it as well, though. I, I do I, it I don't every do it time. It's not a thing. <laughs> cheers. Yeah, uh, cheers, Polly, cheers. Polly and I are drinking uh, surreptitious cans. Pino, 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 Grigio Fizz. Um, it is lovely, this, though, isn't it? it? Is I really, really like lovely. it. Mm. Anyway, look, the reason we're celebrating with our very many exotic drinks is yep. because <gasps> it's we time. We have finally made it. Two, smoke your nose. I thought you were going to drum roll them with this pen. Oh no, that's a bit loud. Should we introduce ourselves? Oh yes. yes. Should we introduce what the podcast is? This is Lovejoy. Actually, it's a podcast about British comedy drama Lovejoy. He thinks he's a policeman. He's an antique dealer. Yeah. He's definitely some sort of detective. That's what he thinks. Private detective, maybe, because he wouldn't he won't be able to cope with the 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 structure of the police service. Amateur detective. Amateur he might be though, isn't he? Ex-military, and he's been in prison. He's probably mm. quite good with structure. That's true. In some sense, he's an institutionalised. Yeah, indeed. We've already gone off on a tangent. Um, so I'm Helen. Uh, I'm Paul. And I'm Em. And uh, we get together every couple of weeks to talk about the episode we've just watched. And we are oh, in the oh middle of Series 3. And we're at an episode that Polly has been talking about <laughs> since the very first episode. Um, Smoke Your Nose, which is by the now regularly appearing Terry Hodgkinson. And, I, I mean, I'm not... Am I spoiling it? In, I, I know we're going to give marks at the very end, but it's bloody brilliant. I mean, it is very it's good. It's just... It's good. Glorious. I had con- oh, Helen doesn't sound as sure. I had I concerns because I'd felt like it had been very built up, and I was like... Is this going to be as good as, as I hope? But I actually, I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it's up there with the ones that I've... It's up there with Eric of Arabia, put it that way, and I gave that a 10. Whoa, oh, that is, true, that is trailing yeah. the marks at yeah. the end. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Series 3, Episode 9, Smoke Your Nose. Um, okay, I'm not going to complain about the episode all the way through. But <laughs> do, but. Do, we, do we actually... It's not explained what Smoke Your Nose means. I mean, they... Yes, it is. Well, you'll have to explain it to me then when we get to I, I know that they explain it as in it's satire, but that... But yeah, then, actually, what does smoke your nose mean? I think there were a couple of things that were never explained. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I was starting to annoy me, but by the time it got to the end, I was like, this is the best thing that's ever happened in Lovejoy. I love this. What's that? So I'll talk about it oh, as, as we go. Okay, how exciting. Um, as soon as it appears, I will so, tell so you. So we open with Lovejoy and Lady Jane going to a church... With, and there's an organ as well. It's the, it's the vicar, but I, I mean, at first I didn't realise I just saw Eccentric an organ. Eccentric vicar. It's and then amazing. I, I thought, for some reason, on first class, I thought it was Ian McKellen. And I got very excited. <laughs> oh, then, it wasn't there. Is this why you didn't like the episode? You were just disappointed, coming down from Yeah, the, from going, oh, Ian McKellen's in Lovejoy. Uh, the rest of the time. I must also, have very much glanced at him. Wasn't that a lovely church? It was a lovely oh, church. I bloody St. love a church. And he's playing like, I mean, I don't know what sort of tune it's meant to be. It's a tango. Da, 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 I mean, it's a tango because da, 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 da. they tango. Yeah, exactly. 
I mean, they tango to it. Also, it, I, I musically, knew... is it a tango? I'm not it's sure. It's played in series six in the very, very, very last episode by a proper band at oh. a uh, kind of at a dance, and he does. Yeah, it's well. We'll have to wait for series six. It's very poignant. I'd forgotten this episode actually opens with it. It's a little bit stylized. Yeah, and I was surprised that it opened with it because I've heard about this dance I from you, from Kim. I thought no. it was going to somehow build up and there'd be all this tension. I was like, oh, they're immediately dancing. We're already starting at quite a high romantic comedy kind of. Yeah, it was a cute and, dance. I mean, it's very cute. Um. I mean, and I was looking at going, like, have they done this before? But then Lovejoy at the end does say, where did you learn to dance like that? So there's a recognition of, like, it's a bit random that you suddenly can do an amazing thing. I thought that was a really interesting, again, almost a class thing. Where did you learn to dance like that? And she says, more to the point, where did you? Mm. Because you get the feeling, actually, she's probably done ballroom dancing. And she's like, where did you learn to dance like that, you dick in a leather jacket and jeans? If you're posh, you have to go to those dances, don't you? Yeah. I did any of us do ballroom dancing? No, we did country dancing. I think we might have talked about that before. <laughs> it's not on the sheet. Okay, Gordon. We did. <laughs> and we did. See, I used to play it, Kaylee. I think so. So uh, it so was just nice to see them kind of being silly and light after Alexander and James. Although, you know, now, the, the, the seriousness of last time. I felt that didn't Jane. come together, though, because she makes a reference yeah. uh, later on to Alex being away. Yes. And and I thought he's that. gone. No, we, we, he's gone, gone forever. He's gone forever. He's not away. Yeah. He's, he's fucked off, isn't he? It was it's odd, because she's like, oh, no. And she doesn't. And she's obviously not just saying it to like, cover up the fact that he's left, because she's saying it just to love Joyce. Yeah. Like, he obviously knows what's happened. Yeah. It was a bit odd, that. But I think the dance is lovely, and... I feel it's kind of a foreshadowing of Cuban Fury. Has anyone seen Cuban Fury? Which is an oh, intensely Ian, weird film. Ian in, in that, right? Does, in and that. he dances in that. Is he the dance odd. teacher? He's the dance teacher. It's a very odd film. I it's got, I need to watch it. It's got your man from... Um, Ian McKellen. No. <laughs> it's, got, it's got your man from Shaun of the Dead. Simon Pegg? No, the other one. Nick, Nick Frost. Frost. <laughs> Dancing? Yeah. Oh. Oh. Maybe I will watch I, it. Yeah, she sounds like it might be alright. Polly, do you do this thing where, like, when I was um, uh, really in my deep David Duchovny obsession, oh, even though I thought his name was David Duchovny. A David Duchovny. I mean, surely everyone's had that yes. at our age because he is fucking hard. Oh my yeah, god, in X Files. Oh my god. But I haven't, you see. I, yes, um, I have, I no. There's a made for TV movie that I think, if I remember it rightly, is called, like, Baby Snatcher or something, and it's like a made wow. TV movie about someone whose kid gets stolen. But David Duchovny's oh in it, and so I used to watch it just because he's in it. He's got a white t-shirt on. He's very hot, and I wondered if Cuban Fury was a bit like that for you. Of like, well, I have to watch it because Ian McShane's in. My boyfriend's in this. I have to see yeah. it. I can't not watch it, even though, even though I might not really watch this. Film. The worst film ever. Is it not a good film? It's oh, no, what, Cuban it? Fury. Yeah, it's bloody awful. Oh. It's hilarious though. I can't like. Oh, that's gonna. There'll be. There'll be tweets. Oh no. Like That'll be, be our tweets. next Twitter. Comment. I realised I didn't do like a summary at the beginning. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> How long have we been doing this? Just, just, just twenty-eight episodes. Yeah. Okay, so this is the like summary on Google. We've got more than that, haven't we now? Lovejoy hopes to prevent a developer from destroying an ancient Roman mosaic. So actually. 
That is, that is true. That, that is, is doesn't go that into is what detail. That's what we're talking about. I feel like they're already going back to Scotch on the Rocks. There's a lot of things that keep repeating here. Mm. Or maybe they're, yeah. maybe they're just developing a lot in Suffolk, because in the last series, weren't they developing... Um, the gravel pits. Lily's Pearls. Yeah. They yeah, they were, weren't they? Yeah. Or maybe a lot of land in Suffolk. Not there is there, a lot of land there. In, undeveloped land in fact and a, and a lot of but, but there is a lot of um, there's a lot of ruins not just Roman I mean yeah. this is all about Roman ruins but of course Sutton Hoo was suffered wasn't yeah. it yeah and I think so we find out about this mosaic is there a mosaic there we don't know from the vicar who's in the church playing his tango the in eccentric vicar we haven't had a vicar for a while nettles. yeah we haven't had a vicar for a while and unfortunately this is a vicar not Lovejoy dressed up as a vicar He's yeah. an actual, an actual real vicar. Well, he's probably not a real vicar. He's an actor, but he's yeah. an actor. You could be a vicar who also is an actor playing a vicar. An he actual real vicar. He was very good vicar, though. Yeah, that's he what. Was. That's how I want my vicars. He was a cool vicar. He was. He was witty. He was interested in history. He he was, he was actually. Um, cross about the right kind of things to be cross about yeah he was, he was actually and he had that but he was a very english vicar you got the feeling he could have been a vicar of like a cambridge college mm. he's, well, isn't he sort of poking them with his is it a stick or his umbrella when he's like oh dear, go go away go on go was, on go he away. was a military chaplain so again, oh, very yes, much yes, like establishment yes, yes. And like you know and um, but he need, and he needs 60 grand for his roof yeah, and when they go into the church, like, oh, yeah, with the little thermometer that they always have. The thermometer, had. and that was so 90s. I it feel like was. in the 90s. I actually wrote that down. Wasn't every church yeah. roof must have been falling off in the 90s? Yeah. It, it, it definitely was, because the church that I went to in Surrey was like, look at our new roof. Yeah. And, and I'd just been to, where was I before? When we went on holiday, wherever we were last time, exactly the same thing. And my church in my village has had a new roof. So I don't know what happened when they built these churches, but they obviously didn't think about the well, roof and also there's an know. issue where a lot of the roofs were lead and then people steal oh, yeah, the lead oh, of course, so that was another issue it's in a Smith song is it? Uh, oh, lead from a roof. I can't remember which one now but our vicar will call in about that because he's a Smith fan <laughs> oh, it's not the uh, Lovejoy actually chaplain <laughs> oh it's in I know what it's in Vicar in a Tutu I was just singing a song Vicar in a Tutu I was just going to say is it Vicar in a Tutu I know every specific ever and I couldn't remember it's in Vicar in a Tutu I'm very much enjoying I very much enjoyed that Tutu was part of the thing I feel that's full circle anyway so yeah and the reason Lovejoy's gone to see this Vicar is because he needs 60 grand so he's like can I flog any of my as he puts it superfluous god kit Superfluous yeah. god. I, but again, I know vicars who would use that yeah, sort of yeah. phrasing. And basically, he turns out he doesn't really have anything. Lovejoy takes a few things, but he hasn't got anything that's worth any money. And it's you know, I felt like normally when people are flogging stuff, it's to like evade tax or do death duties or something. This was a very clear. Yeah. The roof is broken. We I know I have some things. stuff. Yeah, superfluous god kit. And, and and to add to his woes, as we mentioned, there's development in Suffolk. Um, so a leisure centre is going up next door and basically he gets all cross because the blokes who are going to build the leisure centre are there like before planning permission has been granted putting up a sign saying you know leisure centre coming soon and it's all right and that's yeah. where they, that's where they have their church fates and all that oh, the, the donkey derby the donkey village, derby village life is at risk yeah. in peril in peril <laughs> I tell you is that mild peril is it mild peril it could be, <laughs> it could be. It could I don't be. know if I've just watched too much of the British Empire now please don't tell anyone that um, but I was like good they need a leisure centre good there's something for the village to do rather than ride around on a donkey once a year and that is the though, point that fair. the blokes make they're like you know people around here need something they to don't do. have anything to do yeah, and it creates jobs you can actually see both sides of the actual well, obviously, 
the people who are putting out the legend center are the baddies of the story for the purposes of this. Yeah. But one of the reasons he's against it is because that it's alleged here's he a local rumour has it that the, the, the field is the site of Roman ruins and that yeah. about a hundred years well actually it was sort of at the turn of the nineteenth century, I think. So like hundred years ago from now, maybe whatever. Anyway. This was so a while evocative, ago, so um, evocative, the they, idea of these old boys. Yeah. It was, wasn't it? Like amateur scholars. Um, yeah. So Reverend Henty and then Rudge the Sexton had dug up the field and found this Roman mosaic and then meant to go back to it and then one of them had gone off to war and got killed. Or yeah, yeah, so he never came back. That's kind of sad, actually. Yeah, and so the field had never been archaeologised. That's yes, not right. Archaeologised. <laughs> Investigated. Is capably a word? Because I said it earlier on today yeah. and I was like, I've just said that, but I don't know if that's a word. Okay, that's good. a word. Just thought I'd check as we're talking about <laughs> things or words or not. Um, and then we get, so it gets actually interestingly like a lot of the episodes lately we've had these like two plots subplots but yeah. equally important or at least both very quite close major. Yeah. whereas I think this time we do just have one main plot because this, there is a subplot but it is very, very much, much a subplot, a subplot. Yeah. and this is where we then cut to the subplot and it's also an Eric subplot isn't it it's, yeah. Yeah. To give Eric it's what Eric's do. doing while everyone else is running it's around. also our guest star of the week David Kossoff I don't oh, know who he is. So he's, an, he's a British actor, or he was a British actor, he died in 2005, but the only reason that I knew who he was, and this is a very weird fact that I have just double-checked on Wikipedia because I <laughs> wasn't sure it was a thing, um, he also wrote a, a children's Bible, which I had as a kid. Wow. Like, like as, as a, so as a little sideline to his he wrote, acting. He, like, rewrote the he whole rewrote. Bible. Yeah, for he, kids. Re- he rewrote the Bible. I mean, that's quite a task. The Bible yeah. is quite long. I mean, I don't think he did every all bit of, the of it. I don't, I don't think Sodom and Gomorrah made the, made the edit. <laughs> Revelations. Yeah. Oh, Revelation. I think it was all... Uh, <laughs> and then Jesus was very nice to some people. And they gave me a big yeah. hug. There were, it was a bit... Well, <laughs> Sorry. It had Mary and Martha. Oh, Mary and Martha in it and it David and Goliath. I wonder if I had that then, because I definitely had a children's it was a Bible. Quite a big yes. Bible with, with really evocative pictures. Did in it have Noah's Ark on the front? I think so. With a with a rainbow. Obviously. Oh, the no, rainbow no, I, no, I know which one you're thinking yeah. of. That's a different Bible. Oh. Well, they, have, they have that at my uh, at my oh. school. You could probably cut all this out. He's also <laughs> he was also Jewish, so he re- he rewrote oh. the Bible. As in the, the Christian yeah. Bible, but he's actually Jewish. And he's he, a, I think he's meant to be Jewish, and this is what yeah, he's meant to be Jewish. Mr. Rosenbaum. Rosenbaum. Mr. Rosenbaum. He clearly is meant to be meant to be Jewish, and he was quite an interesting uh, character. There's a very strong double denim from Eric as Mr. Rosenbaum yes. enters Lovejoy Antiques to find oh, an anniversary Eric. gift for his wife. A, a golden wedding anniversary. Oh. I liked Mr. Rosenbaum, actually. He was very... I did. I had him pegged as a scam artist, kind of, from the start. But that's not it really. Wasn't really what scam happened? Artist, it turned out sort of. It was a clever double bluff, Terry. Well done. They was, it was, <laughs> I really it. loved this as a subplot. Actually, I really, really did. And poor old Eric, because it was just setting Eric up. And then it also gave us an opportunity. So what happens basically is he he's like, oh no no no, I don't like any of these things. And then there's a clock. Is it? Oh, says, yeah, it's I like the clock. The clock. He wants to listen to the clock. He listens to mm. the clock. Um, Eric, I loved his facial expression. It's going tick, and Eric, Eric's face basically goes. And again, oh yes, there it is. <laughs> yeah. Tick. It's used to tick quite slowly. This, this, the pendulum in this clock. So anyway, your man says, um, right, I'll buy the clock. I'll give you a check, but you have to cash it in, in seven days. You can't cash it. Before. As soon as he said that, I was like, oh, no, shit, Eric. Eric. He actually post dates it for yeah. weeks. Yeah. What are you doing, Eric? I mean, for younger listeners, a check. <laughs> It's a piece of paper that you can write on to promise, 
as a promissory note to the to the bearer I am um, for said amount. I lost my cash card last week, which is very annoying. After looking at it the week before, I'm thinking, this is the cash card I've had for the longest ever. I can't believe I've never lost this. Then immediately lost it. That's why you lost um, it. Yes. And I went into the bank to get some money and, and say, oh, what do I do? I need to get some cash. And they were like, oh, have you got your checkbook? Um, I think I've got a checkbook. I said, yeah, just pop in and just write a check out to cash. I was like, you can still do that? It just seemed like I was doing yeah. something from like the 1920s and I couldn't remember how to write a check. And I had to ask the lady and I was like, do I just, what am I doing? Um, yeah, <laughs> checks are just not. They're just not a thing anymore. They're not a thing anymore. So yeah, but a check to cash exactly. So he wrote, writes it to cash for eight thousand pounds for the clock, and um, and yeah, it says you know cash it in a week's time. I'll be, I'll be back for it. It's, it's mine. It's sold. So that's the kind of beginning of that story. This is where Eric also said uh, apparently now the company's called uh, Lovejoy and Catchpole. Partner, we keep saying he's the partner. Yeah. Lovejoy and Catchpole antiques now. So there we go. I wonder if Lovejoy knows about this. Does Lovejoy know no, that it's I now? Don't. Oh, no, no, I don't think it's official. I quite like <laughs> Eric's um, commitment to his professional development. He's just like, he sees an opportunity and he just goes were, for it. I wonder, no. what, I wonder what Lovejoy says in Eric's appraisal. He's like, <laughs> I love the idea of Eric having an appraisal. Is that going to be a poll for this week? Is that, yes. Does that happen? What episode does that happen? It, it really doesn't. Do we, but I really, really want see want Eric's appraisal? I really would like it to. Eric's 360 feedback. <laughs> Ask your colleagues, pick people you work with. You'd have to ask Lady Jane Tinker. and Tinker. <laughs> and maybe some of their customers, like Rollo, Rollo, who comes oh, in. Oh, I love Rollo. Rollo, it's sold. This is very topical because I have just been having to write 360 feedback on oh, yeah. and it's bloody difficult. It's awful. I think find it quite easy for Eric. In fact, maybe we could... Okay, this is, yeah, we'll maybe to, something fair. Uh, we'll, we'll, do, we'll do this as a, as a bonus. Yeah, we'll write we'll down everyone's <laughs> So that's going to be the subplot is uh, yeah. Mr. Rosenbaum, aka David Kossoff, writing uh, writing a check for this clock. Yeah, um, so in a very beautiful grandfather clock. We, I quite we go back to the vicar because the vicar got so worked up about the developers in the previous scene. He said, "I need a fairly largish malted milk." I know. And I was had a malted milk. Like, is this basically like a Horlicks? Is it as horrible as no, that? No, a malted milk is a biscuit. Is a biscuit. Yeah. So I bi- thought he just meant a massive biscuit, but he didn't basically mean that. I he love meant malted Horlicks. Milk he meant a malt, like a malt whiskey, in some milk. But I, but I think malted. Well, no, because I think well. Because so, he was definitely drinking that. He was putting whiskey in it. But I think malted milk is a drink as well as being a biscuit. Oh. I think it's basically a non-brand name for Horlicks because Horlicks is like a oh. malty drink, isn't it? So I think malted milk is Horlicks. But he, if you're American, he, bad maybe luck. Maybe can't mention was, the brand name. He was adding whiskey to it. Yeah. Well, it was on the, BB, it was on the BBC. It was. But I thought a fairly largish malted milk. You thought a biscuit. For, well, first of all, I thought it was a biscuit. And a then the fact biscuit. that it was milk with malt in pleased me to the nth degree. Oh, I, I love the loved idea of a malted milk. I'm I like, God, that sounds delicious. Um, An alcoholic warm well, yeah. milk. I mean, anything you put booze in is improved, isn't it? Oh, it's like, it's like a white Russian, isn't it? It's like a warm mm, white Russian. Mm. Less, I guess less creamy. But the, the largest malted milk makes me think that side. I mean, it's really old now, but was it Pimp My Snack or whatever where they like make giant mm. versions? I used to love looking at that side. Like, this is probably... I'm going back like 15 years. A friend of mine made a giant Jaffa cake the other day and sent me a picture of oh, it. I'm I, so One of my jealous. friends for Burns Night made a giant Tullock's tea cake. What? That's amazing. It was amazing. It was amazing. I've had a big bourbon, but I wouldn't say it was giant. Just, it was just, just a, a really bourbon. big biscuit. 
It's like the size of my phone instead of the size Ooh, of a bulb. That's exciting. They should make they should make giant biscuits. Although uh, Lovejoy declined it, doesn't he? Lovejoy yeah. declined. I, I thought he made that stage one where he pours a load of massive load of whiskey in. And it's Lovejoy's like, like the next time. They have another malted milk, don't they? It's obviously a, he's obviously a fan of the malted milk. But this is where we meet uh, another dog. I thought he had a human. It doesn't have a human name. What was the dog? Waldorf. There were two dogs, weren't there? There were two dogs. Oh, are they called the same name as those people in the Muppets? Oh, Stadler and Waldorf? Yeah, maybe they... No, they can't be called that. We would have noticed. I don't know. I might not have noticed. don't know what the other one is called. One of them is called called Waldorf, anyway. Maybe um, the other one's called Caesar. Mm. They're named after Salad. (laughs) (laughs) Or Green. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Chefs. Yeah. Um, Side. (laughs) (laughs) Types of Salad. Anyway, uh, <laughs> this is going to be a really long episode. Oh, yeah, sorry, so I think we should sorry listeners. Book in. About eight minutes in. And um, anyway, uh, the, but did you notice you have his sort of the divvy sound effect again? Because he's looking yes. at things that are worthwhile and he sees the dog bowl and it's got that, that weird... Mm, like we saw in Love Nuts. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's so... It comes in a bit later on as well. And I'll talk, the, talk this about is something special. Yeah. Mm. So basically, it's a three hundred year old slipware dish worth thousands of pounds. The vicar's feeding these dogs off. Yeah, it's <laughs> very similar to the last episode, though, where you had a, a carpet mm. that the dog was sleeping on. A rug oh, yeah. that the dog was sleeping on. It's actually very similar. Exactly the same. Yeah, dog using priceless item <laughs> for its own, for its own comfort. <laughs> But the dog doesn't know. No, I mean, it's not the dog. We're not blaming the dog. We're just I saying it's a very similar where, um, plot point. Um, <laughs> we're not blaming the dog. It's not the dog's fault. It's not the dog's the fault. Dog does, the dog's not a divvy. Um, Lovejoy says, just because an object's familiar, it doesn't mean it's worthless. I wrote that down. And That's he's, really lovely. he's sort of staring at the dish, and the vicar's like, well, if you're hungry. He's like, no, the dish, uh, the dish. Yeah. I don't want to eat the dog food. He's like... It's dog crunchies or whatever. I'm like, that sounds horrible. Yeah. Um, but then, so then basically, he's like, you know, your your dish is worth a lot of money. Like, this is you should ask, you know, you should know that. And then they have this weird the vicar rather than just saying, oh great, I need some money for my roof. Yeah. Let me sell you. Let's dish. sell the dish. Yeah. I like the no, fact- no, no. He decides on some weird bets. I like the fact that the vicar. Maybe this is why he's not getting anything for you. Yeah, he yeah. basically says, can I palm off some god stuff on you? Mm. But, oh well, your dog bowl's worth thousands. Oh, I don't well, know about that. That's mine. But he yeah. does give it. It's not God. It's a weird, it's a weird <laughs> Everything is I... God, Emma. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I'd been videoing you when you said that. Oh dear. Mm. Anyway, it's a weird bet. Something like this. Something like the vicar bets Lovejoy, I guess, that he can't get them to to actually investigate the field. And he's like, but if you so if you do manage to get them to actually investigate the field, the Roman remains, I'll give you the dish. Yeah. But why is he giving it away? He needs the money. He needs the money. It's very... I didn't really get well, it. Well, does and it because... And it gives love to the play anyway. A vicar himself... Or herself. A vicar themselves... Do they not need her, money? Not herself back in 1991. True. Still, and there were only male vicars in 1991. Because yeah. they live in a vicarage, right? No, no, but I mean, he needs the money for his, for the roof. For the roof. Not, yeah. not for yeah, himself. Yeah, not for himself. Sorry, that was a bit mean of me. Needs it, needs it for a cause. Mm. Yeah, um, I've written, so the vicar bets Lovejoy the plate that he can't stop the field being dug up, even though the vicar actually needs money for the roof. Okay, then. <laughs> That's pretty much what I wrote. <laughs> Vicar decides on bet. If you get the field dug up, I'll give you the plate. But doesn't he need 
need the money? Question mark, question mark, question mark. So anyway, set the... Therein lies the plot, basically. Mm, yeah. Off Lovejoy poodles to an, an Eric who is now wearing a suit. Yeah, and then Lovejoy says, got clean knickers on as well, have you? Oh, yeah. oh my God, are you, you guys. To, he says, are you going to the doctors? Has this ever happened to you? So once when I was at work... What, wearing was, clean knickers? Yeah. <laughs> have uh, you ever worn clean knickers? <laughs> every day. <laughs> once when I... In case you get run over. Exactly. Um, once... <laughs> That's the only reason. <laughs> I was at work and this guy came in who was normally, um, like he was he was a professional man, but he was often very very scruffy. Like he would sort of wear cords and he wouldn't wear a tie. And he came in, he was incredibly mm. smartly dressed. And I said, "Oh, you're off to court?" As a joke, because that's why I've been. And he was. No, no. he was going funeral? to a funeral. funeral I felt. Yeah. Fucking awful. So when I saw this bit, I was like, oh. It just took me all the way back. I was like, never, oh ever. So, listener, if you ever find yourself in a situation where someone you don't expect to wear a suit is wearing a suit, there is probably don't a make a joke. Maybe just say, oh, you look nice in that suit. Yeah. Thanks, I'm going to a funeral. You look kind of hot. Thanks, Thanks I'm, I'm the new partner. <laughs> but why is he wearing the suit? Because he's important. He's celebrating. He's just proved his importance oh, by selling a clock by for selling the eight clock. grand. Yeah. So he's put himself in a suit. He boasts to Lovejoy. Pride <laughs> comes before a fall, doesn't it? Let's mm. face it. Yeah, because then Lovejoy's like, oh, I bet he post-dated the cheque for a week and all. And he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. hang on one second. We've missed a bit. Have we? We've missed that Lovejoy has in, in Miriam... The car, listener. Um, oh, yeah. A random bit of ironmongery. And oh, that was a great he, sub-subplot. When he lifts it out of the car, I think he shows it to Jane, doesn't he? He says, yeah. do you know what this is? And there's a... Creepy twang, noise. Like a little yeah, noise. creepy noise. Which made me think of the kind of, oh, this must be important. And yeah. so then I'm, like, looking at it, and she says, I think, is it a candelabra? He says, no, but it's it definitely not definitely. that. Well, but I don't know what it is. Because I just thought it was a candelabra. Frank thought it was a coconut shy. Oh, that's adorable. I thought it was a torture implement. There's <laughs> <laughs> the difference between me and We've Frank. got another poll. We're, like, vying for the polls this week. Lots of polls this week. Lots of polls. So, so yeah, so there is this sort of, like, yeah, the other sort of running through thread about this candle. And he keeps showing it to people and saying, what, do you know what this is? And everyone's like, no. And, and every like time they lift it out, it goes, twang. A kind of slightly, yeah, a sort of mysterious creepy oh, noise. Oh, I loved. Like, there's a ghost somehow I... I loved it. This is my favourite bit I of quite the like, whole I liked episode. it, actually. Yeah, I, loved I was like, that. what's it going to be? And then you think you're going to find out. Well, maybe well, you'll we'll, find out. We'll, we'll get to it at the end, won't we? Um, so, so, so this is where... So we're back at Love Joy Antiques. Um, Eric's got his suit on. And then this is where Tinker turns up. And this is where we get the plate. Because Love Joy's got the plate now. So he takes it with him, even though he hasn't won this bet yet, anyway. Doesn't Tinker also say you off to the doctors? Mm, yeah, yes. he does. He does. <laughs> Why have I written down George's false nipple shield? Because he also... That's what he... <laughs> He says, like, because Eric goes, oh, I sold something. And he's like, oh, what did you sell? The George Fourth nipple shield. Oh, oh yeah. That as a joke. It. Oh, yeah. But he has actually sold the proper. But well, he hasn't actually sold the proper. Yeah. He thinks so, he's sold the So the plate, so let me, okay, maybe I should say Go this because I didn't get it. So basically they, the plate, and, and Tinker looks at the plate and says, smoke your nose. And then it's like, what? You know, and then Lovejoy was like, I bet you don't even know what smoke your nose means to Eric. It's like, no, Lovejoy, because no one knows. No one knows what that means. (laughs) The internet doesn't appear to know what smoke. Maybe that's because we only had ARPANET in those days. Well, I I think, and this may be a bonus episode for you listeners, I think Terry will know. Yeah, we need to. Well, I think because like, he's used he's used his knowledge we, of Russian icons for the for that one for we the know. one with um, 
Well, we know because it gets explained. Well, but when does I it think get so Terry what, could explain it better. What's explained here is so basically like that this is a you know well they say originally it's three hundred years old but then we start talking about Charles II. Oh no, that is right. So I keep no, forgetting no. this is like <laughs> further back in time than we are now. So um, so basically it says that you know Charles II um, there was no income tax at the time so he, there were all these you know like the window tax and the whatever tax and there was a half tax so you were taxed on how many fireplaces you had in your home. And the play was like a satirical, like two fingers up to Charles II for having this ridiculous tax on people. Yeah. And so there's a picture on the plate of someone smoking and it says, smoke your nose. I think smoke your nose basically means fuck you. Fuck you tax. Oh, can we start saying that instead so of So it's fuck like, you? is it like thumb your nose? I think so. Oh, maybe I it is. I think it is just basically... Do your thumb, do you, what is it? Because Italians do, do that. Do you bite right? your thumb at do us, Do you bite your thumb at me, sir, yeah. Is <laughs> Romeo it and Juliet. Yeah. Is it an Italian thing? Because then that would tie back in with uh, angel trousers. I don't think. I don't so. think it's got anything to do with Italy. But don't they bite their thumb in Italy? Oh, well, that's that's yeah, Romeo that, and Juliet. Biting, biting, yeah, sorry, I'm Juliet. confusing two things. Oh, no, no. But also in real life, don't they do that? Yeah, yes. probably. But it's, because it's, it's written in it. Because obviously Romeo and Juliet's in Italy. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the, sorry, I can see things by talking about bite your thumb and and, and thumb your nose. We just wanted to show off. Basically, by all of our literary, all knowledge. of our literary knowledge. It just made me think of because okay, so thumb your nose. So do you think it's like thumb your nose is in like, fuck you, but smoke your nose because it's about the half tax. Yeah, that's what I, mean, I think. Okay, it means, basically. okay. I mean, I still, I have to say, after Tink's explanation, I was none the wiser. Also, I didn't look it up, so I don't know if it was a real thing. I presume it, it must was be. a real thing. I don't think Terry the would make tax. something up. Oh, the half tax was a real I mean, thing. Not, I'm not, I can't find any evidence to smoke your nose, but there was, yeah, the half tax yeah, was, a, was real a thing. Yeah, it was a thing. So basically, that's the explanation. There were loads of, this play. of taxes quite, at that time. It's quite a beautiful plate. Yeah, it's. it's um, is it? Yeah, I like, <laughs> I I like, like that. Orange. Orange. I mean, I, like, I like that kind of. Okay. Like that's quite. Um, Very slipwear. rustic. Yeah, slipwear. It's slipwear, so it's like, like a brown glaze. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I like it. Yeah. I've also written down Thomas Toft. Was he a real yes. person? He's was the a person Thomas that Toft made the plate. plate. Yes, yeah. he, made, he was a potter. I think he's real too. Cool. I feel like I've, I like the antiques very too. I feel like I've seen him on that. So, so that, that we explain the plate. And then we go on to this, like, their sort of mission for the episode, really. So basically, because they're trying to prove that there might be Roman remains in this field by the church, and what they know is that Reverend Henty and whatever, like, turn of the 19th century had apparently dug it up and found this mosaic and then had written a book about mm-hmm. it. Like, Vanity published this what book. What did he then do then? Cover it up again? Like, if you dug it up and you found it, he knew it was yeah, there. Yeah, and then they he put sand, sand on it, on it to, to protect it because he knew he didn't have time. No, I know, I just find it slightly... I think people did do that, though. I mean, it kind of... Yeah, anyway, that's allegedly what happens. Yeah, um, so the Henty had covered up the mosaic with sand so he could come back and... Archaeologise it uh, after <laughs> the war, but he he died, so he didn't. Can come I just back. point out? Not only that, there's a picture of the plates, and they've made it look incredibly accurate. Oh, very good. Well done, props department of the BBC. Yeah. So, um, so they need to find this book, but because it was like a vanity published book, it's not like a book that you can eat, and also it's a very old book. It's not like you can just go to Waterstones like. They've got to try and find a copy of this book because if they if it's written down somewhere documented, that's enough evidence to go to the planning committee at the council and say, look, stop, we need to yeah. investigate before you. So they go to the British Library reading room. As soon as we were there, I was like, how long is it going to take before they mention Karl Marx? <laughs> yes. I was like, Karl Marx, come on. 
come on, come on, come on, come on. Come come on. on. And then they did mention Carl. <laughs> did anyone else feel? Um, oh, yes, because his seat. They pointed to his seat, seat where yeah. he used to sit. I feel like any time feel a bit nostalgic though for the British oh, Library. Really, it doesn't look the same yeah. anymore. I haven't been in it. I haven't been in it actually in real life. What the new one or the old one? Either of them. I've been in the like round the, reading room at the mall, and that doesn't really count. When did they do it? Uh, so they moved in '97, did they? Did oh yeah, they no. So I... they, they moved before we all got to London. Okay, but no, I we've, we've been, been in it since it's been redone. But I've been in the new British Library. So I have been the, in new, the... the new British Library is. It's nice, it's quite impressive, but it's just... It's not like... This yeah. looked like a library ought to look... Yeah. Tell you where you ought to go, though. The New York Public Library is something. Oh, Have you ever been there? No. That's incredible. Oh, New York uh, Public Library's gorgeous. Have either of you two ever tried... Uh, before the internet, did either of you two... Well, it wasn't really before the internet. Have either of you two ever tried to get a book that is out of print that was difficult to get? Because I did... So as soon as I was 18, I had my own kind of money for the first time. There was a book that I desperately, desperately wanted, which weirdly kind of ties into Lovejoy in a very tangential way, um, which is The Ghosts of Motley Hall, which was an ITV series for kids. But I'd read the book of the TV series, and I loved it and it belonged to a teacher at school and it was falling apart and I anyway I didn't have a copy of it so when I was 18 I was like I have to get this book and in old like trade journals and stuff you could write in at the back and be like please can you find me this book and then they would tell you oh yes it will cost you this this much blah, blah, blah. so I paid £65 or something in 1998 wow. That's to get this book. Anyway, when did you get 65 quid in 1998? Because I'd never had a bank account before. So as far as I was concerned, I was massively rich. But I was not rich. I just had an overdraft. I don't that's have an crazy. overdraft now, listener, because the bank won't let me have one. <laughs> <laughs> Too many books. Too many me paying people to do things that I could have just done myself. Anyway, but nowadays, if you need to find a book that's out of print or a book that you remember or a book that you really loved and you can't get it anywhere else, go to Abe Books online. A-B-E Books. Oh, it is yeah. brilliant. It is so good. You can find any book on there. Some of them are like 200 quid. It's great. The greatest book that I have, and I might have mentioned it before, I think I have, is an incredibly racist geography textbook from 1889. <laughs> I feel like you might have mentioned it before, but it is I don't brilliant. think it's made it onto the oh, top okay. yet, but it is, oh, it is brilliant. It is a... Um, it, it, it's supposedly a geography book, but then it goes into the character of the persons in the country. Oh, and they're no. talking about 1889. And one of them, and this is kind of relevant actually to Angel Trousers, it says, you know, the Italian is a fine fellow and blah, 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 blah. And then at the end, it, it, it sort of says, you know, he's, he does this, he does that, the Italian's this. He's an ardent lover. <laughs> <laughs> learning that in your geography class. Anyway. Uh, anyway. Right. <laughs> um, so here's the, and, and obviously the British Library do, and actually even though it was because I was wondering will they have a copy but even though it was vanity published they do have a copy actually at the British Library but at the minute it's not there because there's been an academic request um, what did you think is, of the librarian the book is oh being I loved her oh she's great I, I, what I really liked about her was she said well I, I can't tell you anything more about this so it looked as though she was hiding the information then she turned around and said the reason I can't tell you is because. So she gave them all yeah, the clues that they actually needed. I don't know. <laughs> says that GDPR has sort of come on a bit, or, you know, uh, data protection has come on a bit since the uh, first series. Yeah, yeah. And then then they're like, they find out it's an academic request. So, um, 
Oh. They, they say to each other, Lovejoy and Jane, like, oh, do we? Do you know any academics? And then Lovejoy, Lovejoy says, all the ones I know have been cured. cured. Oh, I like that. I wrote that down. I like that. Or killed. Or killed in the, the episode about the, uh, the raft and the... Yes. Dead lizards. Oh, yeah. Dead lizards. But yeah. he, is, he actually knows lots of academics. He does know lots of academics. He's always calling on like, the Cambridge chair of Islamic studies mm. but to I verify thought, such and such. So he, it's, it's kind he's a of, friend of the academic really. He is. As, as people who are kind of soaked in higher education for one reason or another, I, I thought it was quite nice, Lovejoy's yes. uh, gentle ribbing of the academic sweet. community. I did, actually, I did. So they, so they can't. They, it's a dead end getting the book. And then while they're in London, they've taken the plate down with them as well. This is Lovejoy and Jane. Yes. And they go to Sotheby's. Oh yeah. To get the to get someone to look at the plate. Well, they offer to just sell it from there and then, don't they? Yeah, and it's they value it at ten grand. So actually, it's not worth. So that made me think. Oh, okay, it makes a bit more sense about the vicar because it's ten grand. Okay, it's ten grand, but it's not. It's not roof it's, money. It's not like it's going to exactly. <laughs> it's going to it's going to make a significant. I was going to say dent in the roof. The opposite. Actually. <laughs> yeah. It's going to you know. Yeah, so they, so they get the plate valued, but they don't really learn anything more about it because obviously they already know about the plate. And Lovejoy gets his weird candelabra thing out again, his ironmongery, and says to Sotheby's guy, what's this? And the Sotheby guy's like, he's going to ironmongery department. He sort of recoils in He's like, that's gross. He's like, I'm the pottery guy. Oh, we forgot. Why am I doing this? The bit where um, Lovejoy asked... I was tired when I watched it, so I'm here. <laughs> Lovejoy asked Eric and Tinker to find the book, and he said, if you do, you can have a slap at meal at the... Black Horse and Eric says oh a tinker's barred oh yeah my husband got barred from a pub once when he worked in a library oh. so he got barred from a pub on a librarian's night out which I still think is that's I mean amazing. how do you manage that that's amazing it's good work librarians are crazy they let their hair down see they're reserved at work and then once they leave mm. so yeah so they, get, they go to Sotheby's they get the valuation and they're leaving and basically Lovejoy kind of propositions Jay he gives us such a nice offer he's like we can go out oh, we can have dinner sounds go to lovely the oh, 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 right, like, yes. hand off I'd be like yes I'm there but then she says oh you know I can't and I was like why and then why she's like, can't you and then she's like husband. Alex is away again and I was like what, what do you he's mean he's literally walked out on you maybe she she's said, in denial she said two words where Alex is away again so it wasn't like she was saying he's away as and he's gone do you think yeah. this was a continuity error? It did seem like it. Because it did feel yeah. like it. It felt like she's going, oh, I'm not going to... Or maybe it's just because they're not divorced yet. I'm going to cheat I'm not going to cheat on my husband. Yeah, but she could have just left it. it. It was the fact that she said, oh, he's away again. again I was like, he's... Yeah. No, yeah. he's left, he's mate. He's gone, he's left. And, he, and Lovejoy knew that anyway. So they, so she turns him down and Lovejoy is obviously a little bit... Which is a shame. Lovejoy, Lovejoy says to her, well, what are you going to go and do? Clear out a drawer? <laughs> Clear out drawers. I like clearing out drawers. I'd love to have more time to clear out drawers. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'd rather sleep with Ian McShane than clear out drawers. Clear out drawer. I mean, oh, I, I don't know. Well, no, but we're not really talking about Ian McShane. Are we? We're talking about Lovejoy. Talking about Lovejoy yeah, yeah. in 1991. Wait, let's go back to the start of that. You'd rather sleep with Lovejoy than clear out a drawer. I would rather sleep with Lovejoy in 1991. Oh, no, but not in 1991. <laughs> no, because then I'm you'd be... I was seven. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I was, so, I was nine. I was so, nine. Right. So, you now, as a woman in her 30s, would, sleep would happily sleep with 1991 Lovejoy. vintage yeah. As a 37-year-old woman, I would sleep with a McShane in his mid-40s. But really, oh, it would yeah. be Lovejoy, not McShane. Because McShane, he doesn't drink, does he, so... Be a bit boring. So, like, you can't sleep with a man who doesn't drink. Well, no, I, I just think, what would you do? You go out for dinner, but he's drinking water and you're drinking wine. Like, 
Maybe I'm overthinking this. I mean, I'm Might not going to get a time machine yeah, and go on. back in time to a fictional place in something anyway. and have a meal with you. Anyway. So, anyway. so then we go back to Love Dry Antiques where Rollo, who's a, <laughs> Rollo. Who's a wheeler dealer antiques guy, um, is turned up to Love Dry Antiques poking about. Well, he just talks a bit like that, doesn't he? Mm. The, he's the only other person I've ever heard being called Rollo apart from King Rollo, who I think is oh, King Rollo. That's a blast from the past. So that's from a very Rollo tiny children. short for something, or is it just a name? Roland? Yeah. Roland. Roland. <laughs> um, so yeah, Rollo, and basically... <laughs> I've written, ah, Ronald, Rollo, King Rollo. King Rollo. <laughs> now we can see your thought process. <laughs> yeah. But the, the weird thing is that, so Rollo's there and he's poking around and he sees the grandfather clock that Eric sold to Mr. Rosenbaum, and he's like, loving this clock, it's very nice, and he offers nine grand for it, which is obviously more than Eric has sold it for, sold in inverted mm. commas. And so Eric's like, oh, I think Eric's thinking, oh, maybe I will, because I'm maybe not going to see the same And then, but Lovejoy's there, and he's like, no, no, it's sold already. I'm like, why is he saying that? You, he could, could make nine grand. Why is he saying, no, it's sold, when he's told Eric it's not really sold? Yeah. I was a bit confused at that bit. I mean, does he just really hate Rollo and not want to sell him anything? I wonder oh, whether he was trying to make a point to Eric of like, no, no, oh, yeah. you did that, mm. and you, you're the partner now. Yeah. So. Yeah, he's setting poor yeah, old Eric yeah. up again, yeah, isn't he? Which yeah. is a little bit. He do, he oh, must, I get it now. No, that makes he sense. He does create a lot of learning opportunities for Eric, I feel. Yeah, so he's quite a good boss. Quite a good line manager in <laughs> yeah. his professional development. <laughs> Making him feel like shit. <laughs> I mean, setting him a smart objective, you know, sell three clocks within two weeks for £10,000. Um, so, yeah, so, there, so we have that that thing. And then, I mean, jumps around. maybe it's just my notes jump around a bit. But then they, they're still trying to look for the book. So they try a different avenue, which is... So there was the Vicar Henty who wrote the book, but there's also the Sexton Rudge who was his, like, Sexton and who was mm. helping him. And he thinks, well, maybe, like, one of Rudge's descendants will have the book. So they find the great-great-grandson of Rudge. Derek. Derek Rudge. And he's like, oh, no, I don't know. Might have thrown it on a bonfire. I don't know, I don't know. Is this when he's literally digging up a grave? I don't really With yeah, a little yeah, JCB and there's, like, bones. Really like, well, quite, he's a bad guy. So he's still, so yeah, so grave digging's in the family. So he's still, he's still digging a grave, but he's he's kind of, like, in a suit. He's not a typical grave digger that you think. So he's in a he's suit. He's, like, head of grave digging. He's, like, directing the digger to dig a grave. Director of digging. <laughs> yes. Director of grave digging. digging. <laughs> yeah, sorry, he's now director of digging. Um, yeah, so basically... Yeah, that, that's a dead end as well. And then, oh, that's right, but he says, oh, actually, it was all a misunderstanding anyway because there was a Roman villa dug up by, by those guys. Oh, yes, it, it wasn't, wasn't, it, wasn't, it, wasn't it, here. It wasn't in the field next to the church. It was under a council estate in Kiverton. They, they just dug it all up and chucked it on the back, let me go and show you. But he says all that in a pub, and the pub looked fucking lush. Man. Oh, yeah, they drink the leaf round milk. Oh, it just looked so it looked really nice. I was like, oh, that looks like a lovely pub to sit and drink a bottle of wine in. It really did look. That... So we had the church at the beginning, now we've got the pub. Yeah. If you are, for some reason, an English person living overseas, I'm sorry about this, because I just feel oh, like we're talking lovely. about all those really lovely, lovely things. Yeah, it's right not usually it. like that. Most of Britain is not like that. It was a, a picture of, of a certain oh, part, a certain type of... I know, that eight-mile hike through Surrey, I basically went to that pub and that church. They, they yeah. did go to the council estate in Kiverton, to be fair, to balance it out. Yeah, they did. They and did. then, so he shows them, like, they go to, like, sort of basically what looked like some slag heaps out the back mm. of the estate, and... Um, Derek Rudd shows Lovejoy, oh, look, here's some bits of mosaic. Like, from, just see them here, look, that's that's what it's all about. You'd go to a lot of effort, presumably, to plant them here, and that's not a spoiler. Yeah. Oh, yes, they're planted. It's so obvious there that it's, yeah. at the point that it's planted. 
Um, because the vicar sacked that Derek Rudge, didn't he? The vicar's like, no, I sacked him, he's a liar. And that's our clue to like, oh, well, yeah. hang on, those tiles are probably bollocks. Yeah, them, so they? basically the doctor goes back to say, look, maybe there is, maybe it's a different field. And, and Nettles is like, oh, that Rudge, yeah, he's a... L- this is where I learnt some new Cockney rhyming slang that I didn't know before. He's a low flyer. Yes. Which means a liar. Yes. Yeah, I didn't oh, know that either. Um, because he was selling, he was taking like the brass plaques and stuff off the grave, off the coffins, and flogging them to the oh, scrapyard. I mean, that's horrendous. horrible. Yeah. That's so awful. So he's yeah, clearly so, a badden. So mm. yeah, Nettles had sacked him. And then, so, so yeah, so that's when we immediately think, oh, maybe he's not telling the truth about the council estate in Giverton. And then we meet the county archaeologist. Who knew that was a job? And I did write, I wonder if that exists anymore. Do you know, I, oh, I hope it does. when I was watching this, I, I remember, right, as a, as a kid at school, when we were like 13 and they start to ask you, what do you think you're going to want to do when you're selecting your GCSEs oh, and all of that. I would have loved to be an archaeologist. And I'd said, I had on my list, auctioneer. <laughs> And archaeologist, archaeologist. <laughs> you just like start, at, start at A and just be like, no. Working in an antique with Lovejoy. I start with Lovejoy, and I, I actually genuinely, I remember looking up, like, oh, auctioneers. How much do they earn? I quite like to do this. And then we did that. We did this test that, like, placement that would place oh, you yes. with a job that would suit you. I got bloody housing officer. I and I've like gone, I, I want to be an auctioneer, uh, an auctioneer and archaeologist. Did you have to fill it in with a pencil? Yes. I yeah. think I got you housing officer. I mean, to be fair, I had also put archaeologist. They were short of housing officers at this point. Yeah, I got like, in the north. Secretary. <laughs> I got secretary. I got one thing that was completely random, and I wish I could remember it, it was like hairdresser or something. I was like, I'm the most inept, yeah, not very good in my hands. I basically said, oh, I quite like academic stuff, and I'd like to do this, this, and this, and it came back saying, you know, housing officer... Uh, I think I might have got librarian on there, but it, they, they have no relation to any of the other, none of yeah. the things on there bore any rent. I got, I got social worker, which I could have done. I love the idea of you sitting there as a sort of 12, 13 year old going, right. I want, I want to be to Charlotte Cavendish. I want to do something that's in Lovejoy. I basically said, I'd like to be Charlotte Cavendish. Oh. And what did I get? Housing officer. And what I put on mine, although possibly I was a little bit older, was that I wanted to move to London and help people um, who didn't have English as their first language to, to settle in the UK. And the only reason I put that is because I was obsessed with Truly Madly Deeply and I just wanted oh, to be Juliet Stevenson. There you go. Totally, it's all based on <laughs> me moving to London. Was a lot of me going. Oh, I love Truly Madly Deeply. Do you think, do you think that. anybody, any kid, filled out that form and didn't base it on either the music they were listening to or the films and TV programs they were watching absolutely. at the time? Absolutely. Except no. for the geeky kid in the corner that wanted to be an accountant and now is an accountant because their dad yeah. was an accountant and they're now an accountant. So well done, Alan. Well done, <laughs> oh, <laughs> poor Alan. <laughs> Oh my god, what were we talking about? So yeah, you go to see the county archaeologist um, who can, so basically, because she's important because obviously she's the person that can veto the planning permission Mm. if she thinks there's an archaeological significantly thingy in the Didn't like her. She was a bit, yeah, she was a bit sneaky, wasn't she? So he chats to her about and then he goes into office and then she goes out, her husband turns up, she goes out to chat to her husband and while she's gone, Lovejoy, in his amateur detective way pokes around her office and what does he see but an envelope from the British Library containing the copy of the book I couldn't yeah. believe that I couldn't believe that he went through her post to me I'm like that's illegal what are you doing don't touch it's it because he thinks he's the detective I like, I like yeah. that he's got like a handy out. inside pocket or at least he can tuck yeah. it in because yeah. I couldn't if I tried to tuck it into my clothes it'd, it'd just fall out, out. <laughs> 
So then he's pocketed that from Nancy. That's the name of the archaeologist. It is, yeah. And then he's like, and then she, and then she comes back in, and he's trying to say, look, can't you just dig a trench in the field just to see? And she's like, a trench costs four hundred and fifty pounds, which seemed quite cheap to me. Yeah. Oh, even even, well, even back there. And he goes, he goes back to the vicar. There's a quote I quite like here because I know we discussed it in in previous episodes where he said, you know, do you do you know her? And there's this. Uh, he said, oh, I don't think she's going to be one of our flock with a name like Phelan. Nancy Phelan is the archaeologist. Nancy Phelan is the archaeologist. Good Catholic name. Um, What I liked... Nancy isn't particularly, but... What I liked was... Nancy Arta Rees-Mogg calls herself Nancy. Oh, okay. So, oh, actually, that makes sense then. um, And Lovejoy shows Nancy the weird ironmongery thing. She's an archaeologist and she's like, nope, don't know what that Uh, is. At this point I wrote, why the weird music every time Candelabra appears? I loved it. Also, she confirms to him, to Lovejoy, that the bits of mosaic are not. Mm. Oh yeah, which, which, which we kind of knew, but she confirms. And they're just from like tiles. Doesn't he ask her just so he looks like he's because he knows as well. I'm sure he knows. He must Doesn't know. he just ask her to? He would know of, with his antique sense. He, he, he tells her as an in, doesn't he? Oh, can I just get your opinion on this? But he says it. Yeah, well, maybe, but he does. He leaves. I to think. The end he, of his I think he's trying to kind of look a bit more mm. naive than he is. Mm. Yeah, I felt that was deliberate. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, so they haven't managed to get anywhere with the archaeologists either. And I've just written, come up and see my etchings joke. Oh, there's... I'm so sorry that I didn't look this up and maybe I'll put it in. Do you know that's from a real thing, like a real murder, where this guy used to get women to come up and see his... literally say to them, oh, I'm, I'm an artist, I do etchings, come up and see them. I'm about to get a lot of things wrong, listener. So um, what I'm misremembering really badly is what happened to... Um, an American architect called Stanford White. He wasn't a murderer. He was murdered um, in 1906. Listen out for me saying it's the 1930s in just a few seconds' time. Um, But he did lure women up to his room for nefarious purposes by saying, hey, come up and see my etchings. Who knew? When was that? Oh, I thought it was a euphemism for like... No, like the 1930s. You know, like come and, come and I mean, that, it is, really. But yeah. that, that's what he was doing. He was like a real playboy and that's what he would use to get people in. But I will look it up. Because Lovejoy says to Jane, oh, you know, why don't you come up and see my... She said, there's one on either side of my bed. Because yeah. <laughs> they're discussing why did Nancy... Why did she not tell him about the book? Why was she keeping it a secret? Mm. And then Eric, because Eric is a good person... Post, oh yeah, so post Eric, it back. So he, <laughs> he finds. The, oh, Eric! He finds the book in the envelope, still addressed to Nancy Phelan, and then yeah, puts it in the post like a good boy. Quote: that, that's not It wasn't addressed to us. So yeah, I mean, he's right. And then he he's almost then he almost sells his clock again this time to Lady Jane for even more money. Poor Eric. Eric is getting sort of crosser and crosser as the episode rolls on. He's I just quite angry. was like, oh mate. Do you, reckon give you a was, do you reckon Jane was set up to ask him from, uh, to offer him money for the clock? Or is it just... Maybe. I don't know. It made Maybe. me laugh. It made me laugh. Yeah. And then there's point... So basically, they've, the, the idea is that Lovejoy has like, failed in his task to stop the leisure centre being built. So um, Nettles makes him give back the plate. Which is really odd and, and sad. Yeah. So it's all a bit like... I mean, the dog might... You know, Waldorf might be missing it, to be fair. But... Um, he doesn't. He hasn't really given up though, Lovejoy, is he? Because it's going through. When does he uncover who it is? He, he, he thinks. Little... Sorry, go on. 
But it's, it's after the next scene, so a little it. scene with Rosenbaum and, you should, and some where, wine. Where they're drinking the Lafitte. The Chateau Lafitte, which looks horrible. Well, Rollo it's, had brought it for them, hadn't he, earlier yeah. on. When Rollo came, he brought them this Lafitte for some thing. And it's meant to be, there. like, really expensive wine, but it looks... Like, they, do, they haven't done a very good job of making it look like expensive wine. It looks like... Drinking red, it with Eric. Red water. Like, I was um, thin-looking. I was at a house party once. That, this, this never happened to me since I was at QC's house party and I just happened to be by the front door when the doorbell rang and opened it and there's a very shabby man there in like a really holy sort of jumper and whatever and um, and he said oh I know you know the, I'm here for the party I know this person and I was like okay come in come in come in and he went um, oh I've brought some wine would you like to try some with me and I said oh no I don't really drink red wine I don't like it and he was like no you'll definitely like this he said go, go have a little bit uh, honestly it'll change your opinion of red wine you'll love it and he poured me some I drank it I hate red wine this I, d- I just don't like it my palate is not sophisticated and I drank it I went oh I'm not really that bothered and then the guy who passed it was came in and went bloody hell you can't bring that wine oh my goodness I do- you can't bring that as a gift it's like a thousand pounds and the other guy was like oh don't worry about it old chap and he was some sort of like oh baron or God. something I was just drinking this it just goes really to expensive wine again. this is shit don't it goes like to show it. that it's just that's it's just all bollocks, it? isn't it? It is all bollocks. And we said that <laughs> there's before been, there's with been Gimbert, lo- There's so been loads of like studies, Gimbert you know, where they like where they like get um, white wine and dye it to look like red wine, and then people just think it's red. Even wine experts, yeah, go, oh yeah. yes, it's you know, like basically it's all complete, yeah, complete yeah. tosh. But anyway, so they've got this chassis. Or wankers are part of part of wank. And so they've got this chassis that I think looks horrible, but they're all drinking it. Um, but then. Rosenbaum isn't very impressed. Or who says there's a great line, but I didn't write who says it. The nearest it's been to Lafitte is being strained through a sock. <laughs> I think Lovejoy says that it. Because Lovejoy, oh, Lovejoy kind of comes in and sort of breaks. Lafitte. That's what I quite like about Lovejoy. He punctures that when people are pretending to be something that they aren't. So Eric and Rosenbaum are obviously drinking this just horrible stuff. But as far as they're concerned, it's very expensive wine. So they're like oh, seventy-five pounds. This bottle is it, worth. It's lovely. It's lovely. lovely. And then Rollo turns up and gives them a very important piece of information. Oh, and oh, Lovejoy yes. checks. Uh, Lovejoy has his twanging ironmongery, and I thought Rosenbaum knew what he was, but he didn't. <laughs> right. Yeah, so then we find out. Well, this is interesting because then Lovejoy barks up the wrong tree because he makes an assumption that she is somehow doing something for her ex husband. Who's ex husband? Or not ex husband? Uh, Na- Nancy. Nancy, isn't it? Because. He, he, Wait, we've missed a bit. Sorry, How do we know that she's... Oh, no, okay, ignore me. I thought, I thought this is where she he found out that... Isn't this where they find out that she was jilted by Roger at the altar? Yes. yes. So, so, well, first of all, they find out... Derek, Derek owns, the owns the field next yes. to the church. That's, yes. the kind of the, that's what Rollo tells them. So, like, this kind of is like, oh, okay. Oh, that's why he really, really, really wants the person to go. Behind, through, yeah, he's the person behind. He's going to get a company. load of money off it, presumably. So, yeah. So, he's obviously made a load of money from selling it to the... Will make a lot of money from selling it to the developers. And then, and then we also find out, yeah, that the archaeologist was jilted by Derek Rudge at the altar, and so they obviously have a connection but with each other. But don't they then lead to a really odd conclusion, which is that somehow she's being loyal to him yeah. by covering up the fact yeah. that there's even... That, and I would not may, be loyal to some dick who jilted him. I mean, they feel like, you know, she still holds a torch for yeah. She feel, But anyway, the idea is that, like, because they know each other, she, he jilted her at mm. the altar... Um, he's bribing her to turn a blind eye to, this, to, this, to the book and the archaeology, and that's why, you know, it's not being investigated. I wrote down here, in capital letters, at this point there are ten minutes left! 
Oh yeah, we're back into that scenario. Yeah, and Terry! It's really weird, that that revelation that Derek Rudge owns the field, I feel like that happens much earlier on. Like, I feel like you know that through the whole thing, but it's just that, again, in typical Lovejoy style, everything happens in the last ten minutes. So you feel like it's happening in the whole thing, because the ten minutes is the whole thing. And wouldn't Nancy worry that the vicar would remember her? Now, I am saying that full in the knowledge that I saw my vicar in my village a couple of weeks ago and he didn't remember me at all despite having blessed my marriage but also, and me going round his house we don't know that they were going to get married in that church they didn't yeah. say that oh, and if she is I a didn't, Catholic I didn't think of that if she is a Catholic and it, didn't could think that, of that. it could just be that she's got her husband's name but if she is a Catholic they would have got married in a Catholic church yeah so we don't know the local yeah. Anglican church mm-hmm. so there's basically Catholicism trumps Anglicanism <laughs> so they've now got this knowledge they're like right there's a there's a relationship a kind of you know personal relationship between so the, that must be what's going on yeah. so let's go so they go to the council planning meeting which just happens to be happening at the same time very conveniently and um, Tink is because basically Lovejoy says right Tink you've got to like bring this up in the meeting when they ask if anyone's got any objections or questions you've got to reveal this relationship I don't know why it has to be Tink and he makes him practice his lines and Tink's like it's going to be fine I know exactly what (laughs) I'm going to say and then when the moment comes and Lovejoy gives him the nod and he stands up to completely loses oh I felt so sorry for him have either of you ever done that? Just gone, oh shit, what am no, I normally all right. I'm normally I've all done right. it in job interviews where I've just gone, oh, yes. what? But when I'm in front of a load of people, even though internally I am on fire and screaming and running around in a circle, for some reason I'm kind of all right. The only time I've done it is like if I've done a reading at a wedding and I've got a bit emotional and I've had to stop and not cry. Oh, I do realise this adorable. is not related to anything, but I realise that we didn't mention Rachel and her King Kong tattoo on her bum. No, we didn't mention Rachel in the Kingdom. She's not really of great relevance, but it just amused me because it was a tattoo on somebody's bum. Basically, Rollo's been shagging. Basically, he, he, first of all, is kind of telling a story about this girl called Rachel who there's been a scandal because she rented a, a lock-up at the antiques market and then she's run off. Yeah. And, oh, she's a she's a wrong and she's got a King Kong tattoo on her bum. <laughs> and then when Lovejoy goes over to Rollo's, I, I can't remember why he does that, um... Rachel's there with her King Kong tattoo. Sneaking yeah. around. Like that. He's a bit of lingerie. He says, oh, bye-bye, Rachel. And who is it who's with him? I can't remember. Is it Eric's like, with yeah, Eric, Eric says, didn't think you knew her. He said, well, you know, I don't, but it's sort of... I recognise her I recognised her, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just amused me. I just wanted to make sure we no, mentioned her as something funny. of an aside. So then you have the only bit of drama, really, which is in this planning meeting. Yeah, so Tink's trying to stumbling over his work. He's got it written down on a beer mat that was in his hat, so he gets that out, and he's trying to read off the sheets, off the beer mat, but he can't do it. But it doesn't matter, because then... Nancy... Bursts in. Bursts in, great drama, with his photocopied report, saying, I'm terribly sorry for the lateness, but uh, you, you need to halt this... Uh, permission because this is an archaeological site of archaeological importance and we need to investigate it and here's my report which is a little bit close to the wire as Lovejoy says mm. I thought they were copies of the book of Henty's book yeah I didn't know what it was anyway, anyway, she comes in with book. papers yeah. Yeah, which is like, yeah makes more sense it would be her report to be honest but and then so very dramatically they all race over to the field I'm not quite sure you know oh because Roger's like well screw you I don't care I'm digging it up anyway and they had to kind of start the development without the planning permission so they had to really you know get there Um, so Roger's like literally at the field digging it up in a JCB with with a digger and there's not an umbrella just in the uh, there is no umbrella umbrella. well done Roman or otherwise (laughs) I didn't why she had left it to the last minute 
I, 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 think just, I think just for maximum impact, because like to make him think one thing. This is what. Oh, so she's like, getting the back of like the she, No, I, I got that, but oh, I'm I just didn't a, get that I until didn't, now. I got it. I just didn't find it plausible. <laughs> Basically, she's left it to the last minute, so he knows what it feels like to be jilted. Yeah. But it seemed a bit like, wow, you've really put a, your, you know, career in a way, not your, your personal career, but the thing that you care about at risk, because you might destroy the damn thing anyway. I, I had just, really put it close to the It was wife. a risk, but I guess she just really hates him. I'm suspended. I, mean, I really hate him. We haven't said he is a dick, this character. I haven't suspended, what am I talking about? I had suspended my disbelief so much that I thought she was just wrestling with her conscience. No, And then at the last no, minute no. she was like, oh, I've got to do it. She's like, no, she Maybe. said... I got the impression more that she she did, and I think this is what they said, she, she just wanted says, to yeah. basically jilt them. Mm, yeah. And the last minute, she wants to say, oh, you can't have what you want. Yeah, you bad, you're yeah. going to get what you want, but you, you can't, can't have it. So he's there digging it up. And Lovejoy was trying to say to him, like, look, you can still make money out of this. You know, you've got, like, you've talked about Fishbourne, and he's like, you know, this is a tourist attraction. You can charge people. You can make 100 grand, mm. 150 grand a year off this. You know, don't destroy it. Don't destroy it. I think this um, is why I didn't really believe it, because she didn't, it didn't feel like she'd thought ahead and actually he could arguably make more money out of this than of selling the land yeah and would she therefore but then maybe she would because she cares about the archaeology it just all yeah. seemed very elaborate i know what you mean so then and then in all the kind of melee where lovejoy's trying to say to him, don't dig it up and he's digging it up he somehow falls into the hole that he's dug <laughs> In a bit of an so, over-the-top pratful kind of a way. Yeah. I mean, just, even though I watched it last night, I'm struggling to remember exactly how he manages to like get out of the somehow from the cabin digger into the. Maybe hole. he's not in the digger. Maybe was, someone else is digging. No, he was. It was slightly laboured. Yeah. It was yeah. a little bit laboured. So he falls in the hole, and then he like literally, you know, like brushes the dirt aside and uncovers this beautiful oh, yeah. Roman mosaic. And it's perfect. There. Like, it's literally perfect. Like, it was put down yesterday. All that sand that Henty put on it obviously yeah, it preserved, preserved it. it. must have preserved it. So, <laughs> so then they're so like, there well, there you go. And that's it. And then Lovejoy obviously gets his plate. Everybody, everything back in its rightful place. Lovejoy gets his plate. But what happens to the clock? Because we yeah. mustn't forget the subplot one. I've written a quote here that I thought everyone would say. Faith is to believe oh, what you that. do not yet see, and the reward is finally seeing it. And Eric pulls this face of just like, ugh. Yeah, I've written that. <laughs> that was lovely. I quite like that. Good old Eric. Oh. I quite like that. He's a proper vicar. Is uh, he's, he's a good vicar. Battles. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. but yeah, with the clocks. They go to deposit. So it's obviously a week has passed. So they go to deposit Rosenbaum's cheque, and they literally <laughs> see him being taken away by men in white coats. He's he's literally, literally. Like, literally. <laughs> The ambulance looks a little bit 19 sort of 50s or 60s. Yeah, I mean, it's all... and they didn't have a bedroom. They just sort of bun- they just sort of pushed him into the back like yeah, it was I'm a chest just... of drawers or well, something and shut the door. Also, surely at this point in the 90s, all those places are closed. Yeah, would they so really, be... poor old Rosenbaum would have just been would shuffling be... around on the streets in a slow decline. Because like okay. there was a lad who used to live on the, the uh, street that I used to live in. He was apparently in care in the community, and I said, but the community crosses over the road when they see him mm. rollerblading down it in his dressing gown. I kid you not. Yeah, exactly. Sort of flat, gently open. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know. Well, it, it was kind of like I felt. Did they really section people like that? And would they section him? Oh, yeah, they, I mean, they do just put you in. So I think, like, you know, it was a bit <laughs> brutal. So, I mean, I, anyway. You but, might but be this right, was very but this wasn't gentle. brutal. It was very sweet. That's it what was I like, mean. oh, we found you. Oh, have you been you doing are. your silly check scams again? Come on, Mr. Rosebud. Yeah. It's time to go back and oh, have a cup true, of tea. Oh, this is actually. Oh, so oh, I felt like he was being returned. So I don't, I don't think he was being. I sort thought of... he was being maybe returned to an old people's home because when my granny, that makes my granny was in an old. Oh yes. 
But then would they section him to do it? Because it was obviously meant to be like the men in white, white coats. coats. I mean, they weren't in white coats. It white was coats. almost like they were making a bit of a joke out of it, which it's not that hilarious. Really. isn't really that hilarious if you know anyone who's, who's been sectioned, which I think we probably we all do. But um, it, it was... I mean, it, it was obviously meant to be funny because he was protesting and all of that. But uh, I got the feeling more that he was... So my granny was in an old people's home and she, she thought she worked there because she used to basically be... Mm, um, like a like nurse. A care assistant. Yeah. Or she wasn't a nurse, but she used to be... Um, I think actually, I think she, was, she used to be a waitress. And she thought she worked there and she used to go and offer people cups of tea. Oh, so, And it just reminded me, oh, come on, let's take you back. Yeah, come on. But the whole men in white coats thing, I'm just not yeah. sure how I... I don't know because I don't know how it worked in the early no. 90s, I've no idea either. But anyway, is this the point where Lovejoy has Lovejoy has got his iron mongery and Rosenbaum's yes. like, oh, I know what That's that is. It. He says that all oh. the plots join together so beautifully. Yeah, he's like, I know what that is. And then obviously at that point they close their ambulance door. What so is we it? we what never we never find we out. Never... And weirdly, because he claims that what it is, but we have just found out that he's perhaps not. The most it, mentally stable. He still that. might have known what it he, is. But he might not have. <laughs> but what I thought, or for me, what was really interesting with that is I'd been really invested in that thing the whole yeah, way through. I, I love the twanging noise. But it should have been, out. for me, like the umbrella. I should have been furious, but I wasn't. I was just delighted. No, I was like, it was deliberate. So nice. The umbrella was just, just felt a little bit... <laughs> it's bloody... I don't think the umbrella bloody was meant umbrella. to be anything. Just... But that's the point. I think the umbrella felt incongruous. <laughs> this was funny because you could feel like we were with them all the way with the frustration of, what is it? Mm. What is it? And we didn't find out what it was. And, yeah, and usually like Lovejoy knows what something is. I hope I Terry knows it. what it is. I thought... Better I mean, tell us. And that's the point. I, I thought I thought it was brilliant. It wasn't meant to be. It was just a thing. I thought it was really funny as an ending, and I like. I always love writers that will leave something open ended because mm. we we all told like when we're at school and we're writing, you need to have a beginning, a middle, and an end. And some of the best plots don't have an end. But that's yeah. the point. Yeah. And yeah. I I loved. I know some of it did, and you have all that thing about things being in its rightful place. So the. Dish gets sold. I don't know what happens to poor old Waldorf, but the dish gets <laughs> sold, presumably, and, and then he gets his money for his church roof, um, because, and he buys the clock. Yeah. And it, everything is great, but we still don't know what this bloody yeah, thing Yeah, the vicar is. doesn't know what it is either, Nobody he says. knows what it is, and I I like that. I like the un, the untied it was threads. It was very good. Mm. So Lovejoy gives the plate back because it's not his plate really and also he, he finds out somehow I can't remember how that it's worth actually worth 70, 70 grand. grand so Sotheby's were just trying to rip him off or something but it's actually worth a lot more so he's like well it's worth so much I can't just take yeah, it yeah. especially like you need this money for the roof so he gives again, it again it shows that A he's honest but B it's that thing about things being in their rightful place Net, Reverend Nettles is a good guy Lovejoy supports the good guy yeah, he, yeah. He is on the side of the good guy, and it's a reminder he's not just greedy. Yeah. And because he could have just gone, oh, yeah, okay, well, I've won the bet, you know, and just poodle off and quietly got his 70 grand, and he doesn't. Yeah. I he gives it back, bad. and he says, oh, you know. And then uh, the vicar's like, but I don't need 70 grand, I only need 60 grand for the roof. So then the vicar agrees to buy the clock for, for the 10 grand. That's and like, you know what? That's beautiful proof ending. that if you do the right thing, you don't necessarily lose out. And because... it's funny how when the, whenever these things happen, it's all, the amounts always work out exactly. It's like, it's worth, it's worth 70 grand. Oh, that's helpful. That's the, same as, that's the same as the roof and the clock added together. It's like, mm, interesting. But yeah. yeah, and that's the end and it's lovely. And that's the end and it was just, it was just really nice. 
It was. Right. It, it feels like the, the the series itself has like now gathered all of that momentum and that pace, and it's found its feet a bit. I think. I still love though, and I know We're quite near the end. Uh, we yeah, we we're towards the end of the of the series, but I just. I know we opened with it. I just love that tango. I like the fact that the rose ends up in her mouth at the end. Yeah. Starts in his mouth, even though it's mildly unhygienic. Um, <laughs> starts and ends up. We don't even see it, but it, it's just so beautifully choreographed. But they, but it wasn't unbelievable. They had the right. But she looked a bit like, oh, I don't really know what's going on, but I quite like it. Mm, mm. And they are so their natural chemistry came across so well in this slightly incongruous and it, it was so um what's the word uh impetuous mm. it was so it this just oh let's let's just be a bit silly it was uh, yeah i've written down silly as well it's it's so nice to be silly with somebody that you feel really safe with and you, you can like it was it was really believable and, and it really worked and i think actually although it, it, you might think oh no that's a bit odd actually if i walked in and there was nobody there wasn't a service or anything going on and somebody was playing a song that i really knew mm. i would probably stand in the church and join in yeah yeah and if the vicar went oh and that he might then carry on. I could see myself singing along. So they carried on, and he probably thought, oh, they're dancing. Marvellous. And he says, bravo, bravo. Yeah. I thought it was he gorgeous. Says, he says, you can go and come dancing. And I was like, oh, come, <laughs> oh, come dancing. dancing. And I was like, I never really understood what Strictly. Why is it called Strictly? I thought, because I thought... Um, it might be something to do with Strictly Ballroom. Strictly Ballroom and Come Dancing. Oh my God, but, I'm but such then, an idiot. I think you're right. But then like Strictly Come Dancing does yeah, not make sense. it makes no sense. It really, for, I mean, I don't like the programme anyway, but the name of it is, for some reason, really um, irritating. So Mark's out of 10. I still don't think it was as good as Eric of Arabia though. So, I, but I thought I it was did, great. So I nine. I did enjoy it. And I, like, I did enjoy it. I'm going to give it a 10. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I forgot what our 10 jingle is. We had a ten jingle. We did have a ten jingle. I forgot what it is, yeah. Ten, 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 ten. Let's make it that. We'll make it that. (laughs) It's that. I'm going to give it a ten, even though, and I need to caveat this because I have not yet mentioned that South Carolina is two episodes, and therefore I'm probably not going to give that a ten, even though it's my Mm, favourite overall. But this is a standalone episode. I'm going to give it a ten. It was gorgeous and mysterious, and it had that quirky funny ending well on cheers terry I'm yes cheers terry. cheers terry um i i loved it i did really enjoy it it was actually funny like it i was. mean there was so many hilarious bits in it um i just found i don't know like the the rudge character was a bit odd like and the whole thing with the archaeologist like, like you say there was i was a bit like oh, not yeah. really sure about that story and it was quite important to the storyline but it was kind of like very much like glossed over and everything like that so Mm, I'd probably give it an eight. I really enjoyed it, but I feel like there's room. There's, there's room for room. nine and ten. There's room for nine and ten for me. Um, what did we learn? What have you, did you give it, Marco? I gave it a nine. Ah, what did we learn? Well, what we didn't learn is what smoke your nose means. What we, we I think, I think it is a. I think it is I a phrase, it. basically. Yeah, basically going. Nee, 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 nee. Um, this is uh, a stupid tax, but <laughs> but we certainly didn't learn what the candelabra is from. No, I feel like, I feel like this episode was a lot about things that we didn't find out. Maybe we, but yeah, it wasn't unsatisfying. Did we learn that it's okay not to know things? That's what we learned. 
Oh, very clever. Sounds, very good. Sounds a little oh. bit more deep than I intended. <laughs> yeah. We also learned that faith is to believe what you do not yet see. Yes. That was quite that, profound. That was very profound. And we learned that both love John Lady Jane can dance. So we learned a yes, hell of a lot. Yes, that's we true. We did, we did. In this episode. And we learned that Roman mosaics can be remarkably well preserved under <laughs> yeah. a few feet of Suffolk soil. <laughs> and a bit of sand. A bit of sand. Um, antique of the week. I want the mysterious thing, even though I think so it might be a torture I. device. <laughs> I want the mysterious thing. <laughs> even though, I think it's because you think it might be a <laughs> no, it's not. I because mean, if that, would, that would be like, that might bring creepy can, vibes in your house. Can I have David Kossoff? As in, as in my antique. Of the you week. may have him. I mean, yes. he's dead now, so maybe that's a little bit creepy. Oh, <laughs> he was great. He was he very was. good. He, he was, was very lovely. good. Uh, I, he was well I really liked the clock. I would. Oh, like, no. I've always wanted. I've always had this like, vision like that them. one day I'll have a grandfather clock. Why? Is, I don't know why it is, but I find grandfather clocks creepy and horrid. And I think it's the song. The my song. Grandfather clock. Oh my god! You're right. That's a terrifying yeah. song. Yeah. yeah. It's the whole and it stopped short, never to, to go, go again when the old man died. I believe that I'm sure that's out of copyright. Yeah, that must so be out of copyright. Isn't that thing creepy? Yeah, that, so that song used to really creep me out. It used actually. to upset me, like but, genuinely but upset me. The grandfather's clock might not have been a grandfather clock. I don't care. I don't <laughs> like. I... But it was taller by far than the old man himself. Oh, that's true. That's so true. It was a grandfather's clock. Yeah. I guess it's yeah. It was. Yeah. I don't know what to go. Grandfather's clock was too tall for the shelf, so he stood 90 years on the floor. It was taller by half than the old man himself, though it weighed not a penny weight more. It was born on the morn of the day that he was born. That was always his treasure and pride, but it stopped short, never to go again when the old man died. That is but so creepy. I hate Watching it. Watching his pendulum swing to and yeah. fro. Well, many hours. Have you gone all the way? I didn't know that. I didn't know there was another. Oh, don't. Childhood I... and manhood, the clock seemed to know. How and to share this? both his grief and his joy. I hate it. I hate For it. I hate it. I hate it. I when he entered at the door with his blooming and beautiful bride. How do you know How does she remember these I have no idea. I just have a lyric. My memory for lyrics is my, my one of my... I thought you were going back to um, ears hanging low for a second with your pendulum swinging there for a second. <laughs> oh, well, that's so... Yeah, you're right. I had actually totally yeah. forgotten about so that So that's song. why I cannot... Have you haven't forgotten about it that much. Well, I, should, I, I can't have consciously forgotten about it. Oh, my God, oh, it, it creeps me out. Oh, was it, like it, so it, oh was it Tom's Midnight Garden? Because that was yeah, kind of creepy. Oh, I was thinking Tom's oh, Midnight yeah. Garden. I love... Well, but Tom's Midnight Garden is absolutely brilliant. Do read it if you haven't. Yeah, but it is creepy. They're all, uh, just all those sorts mm. of things are creepy. I don't oh, like them. One day I might have one in my house, Paul, so sorry. If she, when she comes around, she can just edge, edge past <laughs> it. That's how bad it is. I'm not going to come if to your house. If you have a grandfather clock in your house, I am not coming in that room. It freaks the shit out of me. I'm in the hallway. So you're no, I can't come in. Whenever she comes around, you'll be like, hide the clock. The clock goes like, like, Throw something over it. sheet over it. Oh, that's just... Um... <laughs> that cupboard looks an odd shape. Like a clock. No? What's that noise? Tick. Okay, we're not having the clock. Okay, no. I think, well, I am having the clock, and Paul is definitely not did, having the did clock. Did any of us choose the plate? No. No, it's horrible. I, I, I like that you naive like style. I, like, I, I do like I did like it, but I like the clock better. So. Yeah. So, well, <sighs> I think that's it. That's just, isn't it? God, that was a romp and a half. I mean, yeah. 
interesting i was looking at a podcast the other day that has hundreds of thousands of subscribers yeah. lots of kind of star ratings three reviews so people just um, don't review we've podcasts. got 18 reviews including a that makes uh, us review best. that says we sound like a hindu but yes if you would like to leave us a review that would be amazing oh, be even even if it's a, a bad review yes uh, no, but it's still like helpful because feedback it's it helpful for our love joy actually appraisal yeah. 360 <laughs> feedback leave, leave us a bad review and we will just basically take the piss out of you relentlessly for for the rest of the which uh, might like rest so of the time that might be an incentive exactly um so yeah, rate, review, subscribe wherever you found us. Um, that's how all of you find all of you. That didn't make sense. Both, uh, of, you. <laughs> both of you have found both of you. Uh, Lovejoy's Twitter's popping off with all of Polly's different um, polls about things. And <laughs> didn't wanna, do that very well. <laughs> and if you want to support us, you can find us on Patreon, patreoncom actually. Yes, you'll be able to get a PDF copy of uh, these amazing bingo sheets. And if you're Five dollars or above, I'll send you a beautiful laminated copy which you can reuse. Go. And you know, we've had so much fun playing it today. We can highly recommend it. Can't <laughs> yeah, we? we can indeed. Is that because you've won, Helen? I mean, you, no I mean Helen no has one's won. got a bingo, but Helen actually has six of us. Yeah, smart. I, I, oh, I, so, yeah, I have one. So I that's why I like yeah. Helen as well. I like games that I win. Also, yeah. I had thigh slap. I could have just randomly slapped my thigh. Do it now. Bother... Right yeah. now, right. we've got six, so we're equal. <laughs> Oh, we're all equal we're all equal now yeah, we're all equal. well there you go and that's how it should be because we're all equals on this podcast we are yes, all we equal are. but some are more equal than <laughs> others thank you for listening and see you in two weeks goodbye bye bye, bye. let's tell